edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes the truth will set you free. Can I get an amen? Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Halkrow. I'm your host for this podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, how are you today? I am doing all right. I'm glad it's the Memorial Day weekend. You know, it would have been nice to have a little bit of sun, but uh, I will take the free time anytime. I hear you. It seems every May we have this great span of wonderful weather. Then we just hope and pray that in July we're not still living off the memory of that 65 degrees in May. So we're hoping for the best. I would like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form reflect the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, we cover all three bases, politics, a little life, and a little entertainment. We talk politics and tell you why Alaskan's most famous Marine can't handle the truth. We'll talk about life and ask what happened to Alaskan's distrust of outsiders and their opinions. And in entertainment, we'll talk about a British comedy drama show that you really should be watching now. A full episode is ahead. First, let's talk politics. For some politics. This week, Senate Republicans looked poised to block the creation of a bipartisan commission to look into the Capitol riot that happened on January 6th. On January 6, 2021, the U.S. Capitol was stormed during a riot. A mob of supporters of President Donald Trump attempted to overturn his defeat in the 2020 presidential election by disrupting the joint session of Congress. The Capitol complex was locked down. Lawmakers and staff were evacuated while rioters occupied and vandalized the building for several hours. More than 140 people were injured in the storming. Five people died. Now, that riot was the most significant attack on the nation's capital since the Civil War. Let me repeat, the most significant attack on the nation's capital since the Battle of Fort Stevens in 1864. In response, an effort to create a bipartisan commission, similar to the commission created after the 9-11 attacks. However, Senate Republicans, fearing the truth, not just that, but fearing the truth will hurt their re-election prospects in 2022, have kept the issue from a vote using the filibuster rule, which requires 60 votes to end debate and bring the bill up for a vote on the Senate floor. Now, as we know, Alaska has two Republican senators, Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan. Senator Murkowski supported the commission and even chastised her fellow Republicans for failing to do the right thing. Sullivan, like Alaska's representative is Don Young, opposed the commission, saying it was unnecessary. Now, in her comments to the press explaining her support of the commission, Murkowski was quoted as saying, quote, The truth is hard stuff, but we've got a responsibility to it. Meanwhile, Sullivan is a former U.S. Marine who never fails to remind Alaskan voters at election time of his service to his country and his fight for American values. 
So why is a United States Marine who wraps himself in the American flag every time he runs for office walking away from the American flag? Why is he walking away from the very democracy the flag represents? This attack was so significant that he himself was forced to retreat into safe hiding in the Capitol. So why is Dan Sullivan, a decorated Marine, hiding from the truth? I mean, can you imagine how different the movie A Few Good Men would have been if Jack Nicholson leaned forward in the witness box and said, I can't handle the truth. Because that's what our U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan said. He can't handle the truth. He can't handle the truth because arguably Dan Sullivan's American values in the pursuit of the truth always takes a second seat to his political party. In this case, the party doesn't want to hear the truth because they are worried voters will be repulsed by the findings and throw them out of office. It's a cynical posturing on Sullivan's part. And it makes me wonder how Lisa Murkowski, who is not a Marine, can uphold the Marine Corps' values of honor, courage, and commitment to America, while Sullivan, who never lets us forget he is a Marine, walks away from the same core values he pledged to uphold. This was an unprecedented attack on America's seat of democracy. But for Sullivan, it's just another political calculation to avoid pissing off the same rabid right-wing base that had a hand in this attack on democracy. It's pathetic. It's anti-American. And we should remember this the next time U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan wraps himself in the American flag. And now, let's talk about life. Let's talk about life. All right, let's talk life. There was a time decades ago when the familiar battle cry in the great state of Alaska was, we don't give a damn how they do it outside. We're Alaskans. However, over the last decade, we've allowed outside opinions to shape Alaska. It started a decade ago with Citizens United when outside money began pouring into federal, state, and local political campaigns, swamping the airwaves and allowing non-Alaskans to shape Alaska. In the last few years, we have seen concerted effort on both sides of the aisle to sway elections. I mean, that's the new reality with Citizens United. However, we've gone a step further and are now importing our political opinions. Today, there are two prominent conservative critics that continue to spew their partisan ignorance, even though neither one of them cares enough about this state to live in it. Imagine listening to the words of someone criticizing your community, your local newspaper, or your elected officials when they themselves aren't even affected by the same things they are bitching about. One of those critics is Dan Fagan, who hosts a conservative call-in talk show. Even though Fagan has lived in Louisiana for years, his voice pollutes the local airwaves with denigrations about Lisa Murkowski, the Anchorage Daily News, and local political leaders. Okay, why is a local radio station in Anchorage, Alaska, airing a show where a resident of New Orleans, Louisiana, is blasting Alaskans? I mean, why? I'm sorry, is there nobody local that can do the job? You know, maybe someone with perhaps a shred of credibility? And why are even people listening to this guy from thousands of miles away criticizing their home state? What's happened to Alaskan pride? Same with another conservative critic. A few months ago, I heard that the great state of Alaska finally worked a piece of rotting gristle from between its teeth and spit it all the way to Florida. But apparently 4,500 miles isn't far enough. Suzanne Downing, most well-known for her defending sexual predators and swastikas, has still retained an audience of Alaska's most ignorant. By the way, 
It's a good thing I have a development experience because it's clear by how often Downing writes about me that I own a significant amount of real estate in Suzanne Downing's head. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's in a really seedy neighborhood. Now, if you're listening to either Fagan or Downing, I have just one question for you. Do you have any pride? Any pride whatsoever? If you're listening or reading these critics who combined have never accomplished a damn thing for this city or state and today have abandoned the state altogether, you should be embarrassed for yourself. There was a time when Alaskans were proud. We didn't care what outsiders said. But today, two of the loudest, most partisan and intellectually bankrupt voices are telling Alaskans that their state is on fire. And they live in Tallahassee, Florida and New Orleans, Louisiana, two cities that are among the most crime-ridden and dangerous in the country. But yet you still slurp up their denigrations of our neighborhoods and our state. Seriously, if you're listening to people who aren't Alaskans telling you what's wrong with Alaskans, you lack the pride and conviction that so many Alaskans have in continuing to invest in and build this state to make it home. But yeah, you go ahead and listen to those voices who don't care enough about your state or your community to live here while they criticize your neighbors, your communities, and even your hometown newspaper. I would really suggest those followers of Suzanne Downing and Dan Fagan look in the mirror and ask themselves, where is your Alaskan pride? And now, entertainment. Entertainment. All right, let's talk some entertainment. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I have spent the last year watching nothing but British television. Crime dramas, sitcoms, period dramas, all of it. Today I want to make a special suggestion for you. It's one of the best shows I watched during my television sabbatical to Great Britain. The show is called Mount Pleasant. Set in Manchester, England, the show is about a day-to-day life of the main character Lisa, her husband, her dad, as well as her neighbors and colleagues. Each episode is an hour long, and it takes place in various locations, including the cul-de-sac Lisa lives in, her workplace, even the local pub, which is called The Dog and Dart, and more. The show first aired in 2011 and ran for six seasons. This is not only a great show, but a great family show. I mean, it's hard not to love Lisa's father, who always pops his head in the door and says, Hey, Dan, what's crack-a-lackin'? I mean, it's just a genuinely great show. The characters are really appealing, and there is enough turnover in the neighborhood and the character mix during the six-year run to keep things interesting. The show brings home the traditional struggles both in the personal and professional lives of a close-knit middle-class neighborhood. I found the series to be enjoyable mainly due to the arc and the progression of the main characters. While the show's first two seasons are centered more around comical misunderstandings and heartwarming storylines, in season three through six they mix more intrigue and kind of a criminal element which provides a really nice balance. The show, again, is called Mount Pleasant. It's available on Amazon Prime. It runs six seasons, and I highly recommend binging this series on a rainy weekend. Now, some closing comments. This week, the city clerk issued a report on the runoff election, including alarming reports of unprecedented harassment of election officials, including being accosted in the parking lot and threats on social media. This was all mayor-elect Bronson supporters. In response, 
the man who will lead this city and the same employees who his volunteers harassed and threatened, instead of apologizing, basically said, yeah, whatever. Instead of seizing the moment of opportunity as a true leader and taking responsibility for his supporters' actions, Bronson's did the same thing U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan did when he had the moment of opportunity to protect American democracy. They punted because they were both too weak to anger the far right wing of the party for fear of losing votes. These election workers were committed public servants doing their job. These are human beings who, in addition to doing the hard work of the city, have families who were impacted by these animals. And yes, I said animals because no responsible human being would act like that towards another human being. Both the actions over the last week of both Senator Sullivan and Mayor-elect Bronson prove that between the two of them, they value the far right wing of the Republican Party rather than decency, honesty, and fairness. There is the music, my friends, which means our time is up. Van, how about throwing us those website details? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen, and we thank you for yours.